the echoes of my life could never contain the same truth about you. You move the feather in the ash, you touch the leaf, which explains. Transference of fear and self-loathing to an authoritarian vessel. It's catharsis. He absorbs their dread with his narrative. Because of this, he's effective in proportion to the amount of certainty he can project. Certain linguistic anthropologists think that religion is a language virus that rewrites pathways in the brain, dulls critical thinking. Well, I don't use $10 words as much as you, but for a guy who sees no point in existence, you sure fret about it an awful lot. And we still sound panicked. At least I'm not racing to a red light. Okay, guys, so this is going to make my favorite dressing. It's a Outback Copycat Ranch. Um, it's the closest I've seen anyone get to it. It's not going to taste exactly like it, but, um, like, everyone in my family loves it. They request it all the time. Um, you're going to start with a cup of mayonnaise. I never make this. I always have him make it. I don't know. I don't like mayonnaise, so I think the thought of it grosses me out. So I think it's better if he just makes it and it's in the fridge. And then it's a cup of buttermilk. Half a cup of buttermilk, I'm sorry. It's half a cup of buttermilk. We've used light buttermilk and regular buttermilk. I can't tell the difference either way. And then a quarter teaspoon of garlic, pepper, paprika. Now what? Forget it. Do what you want to do. I'm done. What? I'm what? done. You're done? What does it sound like? I don't know. What's that, what's that mean? What the fuck you thinking, man? What does that mean you're done? It sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. Let me put it to you this way. I'm putting this whole fucking town in my rear view. people I can't let you walk away from. What? Oh. Come on. Are you serious, Jimmy? She's not my kid. Did she tell you it was? Cut it out. All you give a fuck about is Coke and Xbox. Now you're trying to play it off like you care about Shine? Come on now. You know what your fucking problem is? What? You think you're better than people. Uh-huh. Mr. Fucking Clean, Mr. Fucking Goddamn Hide and Mighty, right? Yeah, I'm better than all these people. Yeah. You're right. That's I'm better than this fucking you project. You right here. Same rules that I did. Who the fuck you think you are? You aren't letting me and not letting me do shit. All right? Here's a little fucking cheat sheet for you. It's never gonna be me and you and your sister and Shine fucking playing house up there. All right? You got it? Get that in your fucking head. I'm tired of your one-way fucking bullshit. If you want to see me again, come down and visit me in Florida. Go. The whole state of Florida can eat my ass with a side of Outback Ranch dressing. I use to overcome my own struggles and 
charged with determination, as well as an open, positive frame of mind, one can accomplish A lot of people, it's a, it's a very big division between people who are in the art world or engaged in it and people who are not, is their understanding of an artist who doesn't touch, make his own work. And I wondered if you could explain to people who still don't understand that, how is it still art if you haven't, if you haven't really touched it? Yeah, I touch these things in a different way. At the end, I'm responsible for every uh, aspect of my work. I've created systems that on a painting, every mark on that painting, even though somebody else is maybe applying that mark, is exactly the way I would do it. It's the exact color I would use, because I've already created the color and approved the color, and the way the paint's being applied is exactly the way uh, that I've directed that it's uh, to be done. So every part of it is an extension of my being, just as articulating my fingertips like this, I'm working with other people. Hey everyone, it's me, Jimmy John. My buddy Kevin Harbour called me out for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. I accept, and I hope it brings you good luck this weekend in Michigan. I nominate my pals, Guy Fieri, Drew Brees, and Clint Boyer. Peace! Paging Dr. Banana Hammock. Paging Dr. Banana Hammock. Is there a Dr. Banana Hammock in the building? No? Well, fuck me, I guess. Hey, did you ever take mushrooms and like every 10 minutes you're convinced that you've peed your pants? That's the sixth plateau. In the words of leftist Twitter icon Jim Morrison, break on through to the other side. My god. I've been so busy lately, you know, just on that hustle, making my paper, chasing down those freelance checks like the coyote chases the roadrunner, a game as old as time. I've also been microdosing. It's incredible what just a small amount of mushrooms will do for your concentration. This morning, I had a tiny dose with my iced coffee, about a quarter ounce. Nothing too crazy, because I have to drive to Virginia later this afternoon. There's nothing like the clarity of a microdose hitting the back walls of your skull while you're ripping down the 95 through Baltimore and DC to give you a sense of perspective. When I get to Virginia, I'm going to burn the Virginia Commonwealth University to the ground. I thought I told you to stay away from the action. Go away. You disobeyed me. And you know what happens when you disobey me. I break things. <laughs> Maybe you will. You stay away from her. Stay away from her. You hear me? I think it all falls! You are so dead, Sinclair! You're dead. No. You are. Steve! <laughs> <laughs> 
Looks like you got some fire in you after all, huh? I've been waiting to meet this King Steve everybody's been telling me so much about. Your friend, your former castmate, Sam Argera, is um, not doing so well. His family um, has said that it's probably best for him to attend rehab, and I think that he agrees with him. Yeah. If he agrees with them. Rehab's good. Of course, rehab is just like, it's like a gym, you know? Just because you get a gym membership doesn't mean you're gonna get really fit. You know, it, it, it just depends on, on what you do when you get there. Um, I think the idea that they, with alcoholism that you can sort of be doing better, you know, there's just no shades of gray with it. You're either sober or you're loaded, you know, and you can't manage it. It's like, that's the whole thing. So hopefully it does well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. That's all anybody wants is to see him happy and healthy. And, uh, and he's got at a certain point to sort of surrender to the process. Three rings for the elven kings of the sky. Seven for the dwarf lords and their holes of stone. Gardening for as long as I can remember. When I was a child, my parents had to fight to get me out of the backyard, come inside for dinner. I'll never forget the summer my first rose bloomed. I didn't leave my house for weeks. Can I have a biscuit, please? Dr. Portino also said that we should be practicing unconditional honesty. Fine. Honesty check. These scrambled eggs are hard as hell and they taste wretched. See? Honesty is not always the best policy. Nope. It is the best policy. Always. All right, keep going. Honesty check. I still have anger towards you. In fact, I cursed your name earlier when I was masturbating in the shower and secretly hoped that we wouldn't have to see each other this morning. My turn. Honesty check. Let's go. Bring it on. I don't want to see you either. I stayed in the shower and you'd be gone by the time I got out. After this film, I ended up hanging out at... Sorry, my brain's blood from all the I'm going to do it every week. Um, Timothy Leary's house. Fucking trippiest night of my life because I'm sitting there and I'm at Timothy Leary's house. 
cutting cheese with her for hors d'oeuvres, talking about, I don't know, God knows what. Just a priest, Pope's new army, a few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags. Here is a shocking heads up for parents about teen drug use. One Florida Sheriff's Department warns there's a new way for your kids to get high. As Fox City Jack Miller reports, they're using raw sewage. The Washington Post, the Drugs Report, and Inside Edition are all talking about Jenkum. It could be uh, toxic and, and harming. The bulletin describes Jenkum as gas produced by raw sewage that's allowed to ferment. Pictures show young people who appear to be breathing in Jenkum. When we mentioned this new concoction to people on the street here in Jacksonville, not only had they never heard of it before, but they said they didn't want to get anywhere near it. It sounds horrible. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine doing something like that. Honestly, they need to find something better to do with their life. <laughs> Seriously, because that's just insane. I can't imagine anybody doing something like that. Sounds pretty sick to me. Not anything you would ever consider? Never. This confidential internal document from Collier County was leaked by someone inside the sheriff's office. Deputies say it's no big deal because all the information in the memo is available on the internet and there wasn't enough concern to warn parents about Jenkum when the memo was written back in September. We had no known information that this actually occurred in Collier County. But he says what is known is that students are talking about it and parents need to be aware. Sewage is toxic and it's handled uh, as a biohazard. We weren't able to confirm tonight if Jenkum is a problem for law enforcement in our area. Cops are calling it Jenkum or the human waste drug, but parents need to be aware that kids are calling it by the more popular slang term, butt hash, butt hash, butt hash. Jack Miller, and at this point, it's not clear if Jenkum can even be considered to be illegal. We'll keep you posted. Butt hat, butt hat, butt hat. 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 Welcome to Sean's nasty tap house of Middle Earth inspired micro brews. Allow me to tell you about the special beers we currently have on draft. Hobbit Pussy Heffa Wizen, Golems Grape Gooch Sour, Dwarf Pubred Ale, Elf Butthole Pilsner, Orc Dickember, and Jizz Kolsch, Smog's Afterbirth Stout, Sorrow Man Semen Says on Wizard Shit Quarter, Witch Nipple Winter Ale, Rodo's Foreskin Farmhouse Ale, Aerogon's Aragontanus American Ale, Two Towers One Cup, Arwen's Breast Milk Stout, and, of course, Bilbo's Barley Wine Butt Blood. Could I interest you in a dragon flight? It's a 4 ounce tasting size pour of each of our unique beers. I lie awake atop the covers of my cool bed. In the absurdly cramped quarters I have procured at the Majestic Hotel. The sweat flows freely from my entire body, pooling under me and soaking the preposterous bag of air and stones that serves as the mattress. I get asked to do commercials all the time, and I always say the same thing. First, I need some hot chicks. Second, we film at my house, so I ain't gotta go anywhere. Third, I record my own song. Yo, bring it. Cool, refreshing, nice tea, drink it. Oh, wardrobe malfunction. 
But once I try their products, I always hate them. So I'm bound. taken that class yet, but, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do to her. I'm seriously have no idea. Kim, you are so dumb. You know that? You know how many times I've heard that this week? About 5,000 times, Tara. Maybe, uh, try something else. Okay, how about stupid? You know, Mrs. Taylor's trying to help you. You're lucky you still have somebody who cares whether you pass or fail. How about that? You know what you are? You are an ungrateful, ignorant jackass. You know I miss you, right? I really don't know what to say to that. All right. Why do you hate this? Because it's 
Some kind of ab bug. It's very big. It's very hairy. My other daughter says it's some kind of creature the devil made. Deller, it's not a creature. There's no such thing as creatures, huh?
take their drinks too strong so they get sick. Or uh, I can water them down so they're paying for nothing. <laughs> or if I don't like their attitudes, I can spit in it. You're not still upset about that little argument we had the other day? You tell me. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, Kyla, listen, I'm sorry about this morning when I called you a sawed-off witch. <laughs> Well, we can just, we'll, yeah. Um, all right, so, these are debunked, uh, my mom's <laughs> We debunked our own theory. Uh, but that doesn't explain the crazy, I'd like to, EMF readings that we just got. The right. Standard. Yeah. That was a little. And the other thing that isn't explained is that anymore. Let's start. Tell me when you start filming. So we uh, the picture we explained the picture was, uh, as as Mike was setting down the camera the shutter to look at the But that doesn't explain the crazy at that site. I'll serve two croissant sandwiches for just three bucks, made with fresh egg, sausage, or our new hickory smoked bacon and melting cheese. You're such a good son. I'm so glad you dropped by. I love coming home, Mom. Patty, call the doctor. It's been more than four hours. Hi, Jack. <laughs> I gotta go. Now, Alaska, as I was saying before, if the skin is hot, it's going to try and revert the color back. With the soothing lotion, that's going to keep it nice and cool. So as you're walking around or doing your daily activities, your skin's not going to get hot and try and push it back up to the surface. And this, you're going to rub all the way into the skin, just like you did with the bleach. There's no set time, so you don't need to let it sit for 15 minutes and wash it off. You just let it sit the whole day. It will work. It's not Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
admit it, we can't hide the way it makes us glow. It's no good unless it grows. Feel this burning love of mine. Deep inside the ever spinning, tell me does it feel? It's no good unless it's real. Hillsides burning, wild-eyed turning, till we're running from it. I take care of you. If you'd ask me to, in a year or two, but maybe he should listen to me more and learn a little You have several stories that you like to tell over and over and over and over. Oh, oh that's not Come on, that's a lie. I, I'm not boring like him. Like the mayonnaise story, the mayo story. May 18th, sales meeting. Janai's there, you know, promoting her apparel, right? <laughs> Four o'clock, she's starving. She hates mayonnaise, right? Allergic to it. So I ordered a ton of tuna fish sandwiches. Back then, that's all she's eating. Tuna fish. No mayo, darling. <laughs> June 5th, driving range. No joke. You gave her a chicken salad sandwich once. She threw up in the back of the loop. June 30th, the lake. Tonight there, promoting her apparel, right? Four o'clock, she's scarfing. She's a busy lady. So I ordered a ton of tuna fish sandwiches. That's all she's eating back then. Tuna fish. July 9th, flight 27 to Chicago. Janai's there promoting her apparel, right? It's 4 o'clock, she's starving. The lady hates chicken salad. Gave it to her once, she threw up. August 17th, conference call. Janai's there promoting her apparel, right? No mayo, she hates it, and she cannot eat chicken salad. That's no joke. September 3rd, in traffic, your cell phone. Janai's there promoting her apparel, right? Back then, that's all she's eating, tuna fish. No mayo. I ate two of the sandwiches in front of her. She now eats one and a half. Now she believes we eat one and a half sandwiches before she realizes it's chicken salad. to tell. When we first launched, we were hoping for, you know, maybe 400, 500 people. Harvard didn't have a Facebook, so that's the gap that we were trying to fill. And now we're at 100,000 people, so who knows where we're going next. Um, 
We're hoping to have many more universities by fall, hopefully over 100 or 200. And from there, we're going to launch a bunch of site applications, which should keep people coming back to the site and maybe could make something cool. What is the Facebook exactly? It's an online directory that connects people through universities and colleges through their social networks there. You sign on, you make a profile about yourself by answering some questions, entering some information such as your concentration or major at school, um, contact information about phone numbers, instant messaging screen names, anything you want to tell, interests, what books you like, movies, and most importantly, who your friends are. And then you can browse around and see who people's friends are and just check out people's online identities and see how people portray themselves and just find some interesting information about people. of a madman's fury. According to intelligence, there's an arsenal of weapons in this room, and the Davidians will shoot anyone who tries to infiltrate. Cult members fire quarter-sized holes through the wall and into this agent's shoulder. Luckily, he's able to make it back to the command center. Tragically, the people inside are directly in the line of fire. Of minutes, all hopes for a peaceful ending are dashed, and the fallen comrades retreat. Four ATF agents are killed and 16 wounded. The painful wounds of Waco will take a long time to heal. Just a few 
like a week ago I'm gonna try some pizza with peas and mayonnaise on it and give a solid review it's actually pretty good the mayonnaise you know it tastes like mayonnaise the peas are really you can't really taste them because you know if they add to the texture and the pizza is just pizza you know all in all not bad
real friends never hearing from me fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me that's why i pick and choose i don't get confused i got a small circle i'm not with different crews we walk the same path but got on different shoes live in the same building but we got different views i got a couple cars i never get to lose i like don't like my women single I like my chicks in twos. And these days, all the girls is down the road. We hit the strip club and all them girls find a pole. <laughs> so, see, I, I say, uh. There we go from there uh, to this. You've got uh, this live show happening, but you can't go because it's already sold out. You've had great success. You've got the Sexy Liberal Tour. Stephanie Miller's Sexy Liberal Resistance Tour. Okay. It is sold out this Saturday at the Mark Taper Forum, but the last one is December 9th in San Francisco at the Herbst Theater. This Saturday, uh, Rob Reiner and Representative Ted Lou will join us on panel. And uh, it, is, uh, yeah, it is the Donald Trump Resistance Tour. And, and let, let me ask you about that. His... his has the fact that there's such an obvious foil been good for the Stephanie Miller business? As I mentioned, <laughs> the show is sold. <laughs> <laughs> do you all have PTSD from your phone alerts? You're just like, oh! What did he do now? Normally, of course, that wouldn't be that. But because it's the end of the series, we've got a bit of a treat for you. Oh, have we ever? Because to play us out with his version of Jessica, Slash is back! <laughs> Think of warm, fuzzy hugs, getting kids to eat vegetables, singing happy songs. La, 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 Elmo's song. Well, this is Elmo's curse. I work for John Gotti. A guy dressed up as Elmo has been ranting in Central Park, yelling anti-Semitic slurs. Jews, we'll harass you. He railed against Hindus. You say f*** you Hindu to him. Elmo needs his mouth washed out with soap. Filthy, stinking, <laughs> filthy, stinking. That is the scariest Elmo I've ever seen in my life. It was such a weird sight that everyone was stopping to shoot videos and take pictures, among them Kathleen Loftus. You know, people didn't want their kids to, to see that coming from Elmo. And it's been going on for months, documented by videos posted to YouTube. Watch mom grab her kid. It was too much for another performer wearing a drum. He started pushing Elmo around. Do I look like I'm playing with you? Times Square, a guy dressed up as Shrek shooed Elmo away and was applauded. But minutes after his rants, Elmo cozies up to some unsuspecting kid. Characters pose, mostly with tourists, for money. And there are good Elmos out there. So how do you tell the good Elmos from bad Elmo? Look for the bag and knee pads. Knee pads are for all that kneeling he does with children. This past weekend, things came to a head. Tickle me, Elmo. 
Take that. Handcuff me, Elmo. The ruckus he caused prompted police to put on the cuffs. Read the international crew by Henry Ford. As police led him away, the crowd cheered. Aspiring journalist Kathleen Loftus whipped out her camera in time to capture this. His big red feet are popping out. Elmo was not arrested. He was taken to the hospital. They probably didn't press on his belly. Ginny Mo, CNN. New York. I got one more problem with you, girl. someone is never something to mock, the way this guy went out is sort of asking for it. Hear me out. 28-year-old Tommy Woodward was partying at an outdoor bar off of Marina in Orange, Texas, when around 2.30 a.m. he decided he wanted to go for a spin. Despite numerous warnings posted about alligators in the water, Woodward decided to take his chances. Orange County Police Captain Robert Enmon said that Woodward was there with a female friend who spotted a massive alligator before Woodward jumped in. The female that was with him saw the alligator come from underneath the dock here in the marina and said, hey, there's an alligator. According to Edmond, Woodward then yelled, that alligator, and jumped in anyway. As soon as Woodward hit the water, an 11-foot alligator attacked. Edmond said, it was pretty much immediate. The alligator grabbed him and pulled him under. An employee at the bar even begged him not to jump in. I asked him, please do not go swimming. There's a bigger alligator out there. Just please stay out of the water. Woodward is the first person to be killed by an alligator in the state of Texas since 1836. Authorities will not be hunting the alligator. For all of your pop culture news, keep it locked right here to Congress. Do you want to overrun us and poison us and take our families and kill us? Girls has earned so much praise, and it's been called brilliant countless times, but it's also attracted a fair share of criticism, being too white, yep. too middle class, charges of nepotism, or simply that's just navel-gazing. Yeah. How do you deal with all that criticism? Well, I can go down the The nepotism thing is ridiculous. It's like no one ever got a television show because their mother was like, you know, an alternative art figure in the 1980s and 90s. Like, that's not how it works. I wish that's how it worked. And I didn't cast anyone for any reason, but that they are um, people who fascinate and thrill me. And Brian Williams didn't strong on you. No, I didn't grow up in a house that watched news. I didn't even really know who Brian Williams was. I was like, had him confused with Charlie Rose. I was like, okay, guys, do your thing. I thought Josh's name was Zosiah Mamey. I like, didn't even realize. And I'm not, I mean, I respect David Mamet's work thoroughly, but I wasn't like, gotta get a mammoth in this show. Jemima's my best friend from, you know, sixth grade. And I think also, 
not to be the girl who cried misogyny every day, but people are always looking for reasons why women are successful. They're like, oh, it couldn't just be that those girls were talented and had a part of the TV show. There's got to be seven other reasons. It's the same thing as, oh, she was fucking the producer. It's like, it's just a way that people talk about female success. So that one I've never allowed to trouble me. Um, as for the, the race persons on the show, I totally heard those, and I was really happy that it opened up a dialogue about race on television, which is what we need to be having and need to continue having. And I tried to, you know, respond to it sensitively, and I heard people, and they said, like, that doesn't reflect my New York. And as the show expanded, I tried to expand its world culturally and I also think I hope it started a conversation about the fact that what we need is more showrunners of color who are telling their own stories. I'm not I, you know, wrote I'm half Jewish and half wasp and I wrote two Jews and two wasps and that's what I knew how to do when I started the show when I was 23 and so um, but I was grateful that it engendered some kind of dialogue on the super important topic. And, and now you have called yourself uh, a libertarian, is that right? Is that correct? Yeah, well, libertarian values, that's where Republicans used to be when they were saving money and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, uh, what does that explain libertarian to, to well, Libertarian means you're uh, sort of socially uh, liberal, leave everybody alone. And, uh, and, uh, but you believe in fiscal responsibility and you believe in government staying out of your uh, life. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of... I think most people know exactly what New York values are. I'm from New York. Well, you're from New York, so yeah. you might not. But I promise you, in the state of South Carolina, they do. And, and listen, there are many, many wonderful, wonderful working men and women in the state of New York. But everyone understands that the values in New York City are socially liberal, are pro-abortion, are pro-gay marriage, focus around money and the media. And, and I guess I can, can frame it another way. Not a lot of conservatives come out of Manhattan. I'm just saying. <laughs> conservatives actually do come out of Manhattan, including William F. Buckley and others, just so you understand. And New York is a great place. It's got great people. It's got loving people, wonderful people. When the World Trade Center came down, I saw something that no place on earth could have handled more beautifully, more humanely than New York. You had two 110-story buildings come crashing down. I saw them come down. And we saw more death and even the smell of death. Nobody understood it. And it was with us for months, the smell, the air. And we rebuilt downtown Manhattan. And everybody in the world watched, and everybody in the world loved New York and loved New Yorkers. And I have to tell you, that was a very insulting statement that Ted made. Well, you see, the thing with anal, everyone's hesitant at first, but I mean, once you get into it, it's pretty fun. Fun activity what's, for both boy and girl. What's, what's the most fun part of it? Like, the, is it anticipation or...? like the feeling bit of both but mostly it's got to be the anticipation the curiosity that leads you to it definitely what if, okay what, what if he had what if he had like an anaconda would you would you still go for it go, go with it See, that's where it gets tricky i would say more than five inches you're you know you're risking it you're risking you know a few days you're gonna have to struggle to walk but i mean price you gotta pay how big would be, would be too big for anal otherwise you know you're never too big but anal Six inches, five inches, five inches, I'd say.
armpits, rotten food, sofas. I'm a very sensory person. I feel like I'm tactile as well. I need to like touch and smell and taste everything. It's just, it's, I've always been like that since I was a little kid. And um, yeah, I know it happens a lot in like the first day whenever we meet these heroes, but it's like a day of exploration where we get to be kids and I will continue smelling everything. Yeah, you will. I just realized because Anthony's food is amazing. I wish that people at home could try his meals. But my granny used to sniff all the spices and everything before she put it in. And maybe that's why you have such a great, uh, uh, you know, cue for how you cook because you, your senses are so heightened. Because like, I get to perceive, like, you, I need to perceive it all. Like, yeah, so I've never like, thought of this until right now. Like, you, you're smelling everything. And I can't lie. Not. I will let you move on. That's okay. I mean, I literally sprayed myself with a lot of perfume in case that Anthony smelled me. It's an unfinished country. It's still prehistorical. The only thing that is lacking is, is the dinosaurs here. It's like a curse weighing on an entire landscape. And whoever goes too deep into this has his share of that curse. So we are cursed with what we are doing here. It's a land that God, if he exists, has, has created in anger. It's the only land where, where creation is unfinished yet. Taking a close look at, at what's around us, there, there is some sort of a harmony. It is the harmony of overwhelming and collective murder. And we, in comparison to the articulate vileness and baseness and obscenity of all this jungle, uh, we, in comparison to that enormous articulation, we only sound and look like badly pronounced and half-finished sentences out of a stupid suburban novel, a cheap novel. I'm gonna go make my rounds on the other end. I'll check back with you in about 20 minutes. I, I didn't know what you dad's cop. I didn't mean no disrespect. It's a we mean no disrespect. Number 16. We got your statue, you know that, right? You know what happens to pretty boys like you go up to the farm and stash charges?
come out of here. Man's game charges a man's price. Take that away from this, if nothing else. including the lowest female unemployment in 18 years. And here to react is military veteran Kathy Barnett. Kathy, we always appreciate you coming in for us bright and early. Thank you. <laughs> Dark and early, not quite bright yet. Dark and early, I'm here. So let's begin there, because this was the Women's March. You know, it, it, it took place all across the country. You heard one of the participants there saying that it was 50-50 anti-Trump, pro-women. And take a look at this, a, a good part to begin with is the women's unemployment rate. It's at 4% right now. So the good work that he's done doing not being recognized. No, it's not. You know, I am convinced that the Democratic Party has a fourth-pronged strategy, DACA for electoral votes, racism, collusion, and hashtag resist. And that is what we saw in full display this weekend at the Women's March. Uh, and that is all they have moving into 2018 midterm elections. And it's the very reason why I, I asked myself after a year of this president, can I be a good can I be a pro-Trump and a good person? Because if you close your eyes and just listen to the rhetoric all around us, you would think you're back in civil rights movement days. But this is not 1950, nor is it 1850 before the Emancipation Proclamation. So as an avid Trump supporter, I wanted to I wanted to know how has this president benefited the community that I'm a part of? Yeah. That's a spicy meatball. Oh, here we go. This song is called Dinosaurs Weren't Jesus' Horses, They Were His Bitches. Yeah. That's a bass player. This is our new bass player, Chris Coons. What the fuck? What in the actual fuck? Fuck you, Sean J. Patrick Carney. Why is this happening?
pretty baby. She crawls to me as nice as can be. Oopsie-daisy. Oopsie-daisy loves to crawl. But when she falls, she gets right back up again. Oopsie-daisy. Batteries not included from Irwin. from the hand of the Cinerai shall bring forth the seeds of the dead to share with the worms that gather in the darkness and surround the world with the power of their lives. So no matter what I do, hooray for me because I'm a great guy, it's all good. No matter how many dogs I kill, I just want to do an inventory and accept. I mean, you back your truck over your own kid and you like accept? What a little crap. Hey, Jesse. I know you're in pain. No, you, you know what? Why I'm here in the first place is to sell you men. You're nothing to me but customers. I made you my bitch. You have that. Uh... You accept? Glass. Welcome to Jackass. So, first, 
is about net neutrality. Let's watch, shall we? So this is supposedly what the internet will be like without net neutrality. Well, here's something that might shock you. Net neutrality has been repealed, but this doesn't happen. There is no net neutrality right now, and I'm not seeing fast and slow links popping up from ISPs. Are you? No, you're freaking not. Matter of fact, the internet has existed most of its life without net neutrality, and this has never became the norm. Yes, businesses have tried it before, but they were never successful because they lost too much money trying to do it, because they weren't satisfying customers. Businesses are in the business to satisfy customers. If they're not satisfying customers, they can't be a business, and they'll go out of business. And if the ISP starts making faster slow lanes, then you bump with your wallet and choose the other ISP. The bad company doing bad business practices will start to go out of business, and they'll either have to change or die. And most companies don't want to die, so they'll probably change their bad business practices. Am I freaking out? That's a great question. And I've got a great answer. That answer is... Yes. I am freaking out. But what's freaking me out the most is that you, my dear listener, are still here. You are a fucking prize fighter. A supporter of the arts. And, most importantly, a true screedler. What a journey this has been. Am I right? I hope you are high or drunk, because otherwise I cannot fathom a world in which you would actually listen to this entire monstrosity that Sean J. Patrick Carney spent months and months crafting. I love you. You are my angel. Penis cactus stick prickle boner desert fuck my ass the world is such a scoundrel hot damn I love ranch dressing with my pizza.